Stream of Clarity Solidified Through Music is a podcast dedicated to finding the path to social-emotional learning with attention to social justice in the music classroom. This podcast is brought to you by elementary music teachers, Dr. Melissa Zisch and Katherine Sullivan. In today's stream, Kathy and Melissa discuss curiosity, compassion, and communication, and how these themes play out in their classrooms. The following are clips from a conversation that Kathy and Melissa had around these themes. Curiosity and compassion and communication has been kind of hitting me lately. Self-leadership talks about these, these eight C's, you know, like compassion and compassion's in there. Curiosity is in there. Connection. And, and this week, um, that's the new language that I've been bringing in for the social emotional kind of stuff, that connection. So kids are being able to say like, oh, those performers, we, we listen to the Morehouse College singers sing, we shall overcome. I mean, nice. come on. Like, it's just yeah. amazing. I looked and I said, so I had the C's on the board and I said, what of these, you know, which one of these C's or what couple of these C's do you think these people had to have in order to produce that kind of music? And they were like, oh, they're connected. They are so connected. And I said, yeah, tell me more about that. What does that look like? What did it sound like? What did it, you know, um, or anytime they watch uh, some musicians and the musicians are moving to the music, they're not only connected with each other, but they're connected with the music. We can listen to things and I can ask them questions and they can ask questions. And I'll ask them, what do you think the message of the song is? We were listening to Love Train and I asked the kids, what do you think? Like, what do you think the message of this song is? I mean, it was written so long ago in their eyes, right? Sure. <laughs> and they knew exactly. One, one kid in fourth grade said to me, I know what this song is about. It's kind of like, everybody just stop and like spread some love. Like, why not? <laughs> and I thought, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and how, how innocently she just showed a ton of compassion and was able to communicate that um, because of the atmosphere of curiosity that we've, we've set up in the room. So when the kids see the title come up and it says playing for change, right? Organization puts out music for social justice. That is why they exist, right? So all of these people coming together and even a, last week, a fifth grader said at the end of like my whole series of, I see them for one week straight. And after the one week, he stopped and he said, I think I get it. And I was like, what? what you, what's going on? He's like, you know, this week you've really showed us that it doesn't matter like where you are in the world. We can get things done together if we work together. And that's the most important thing. You might disagree with someone or you might not like the type of music that they're listening to, or you might not understand it. But if we work together, we can really affect some change. Yeah. And I was like, ah! I love that you said you play playing for change. I feel like you and I are just so connected sometimes. Oh, we are. We right? are. I know. So we did the same thing. We were in um, with our passport series that we're doing K4. We were in the Caribbean. We went to Jamaica. Nice. And of course, we're in Jamaica. Who do I have to play? But Bob right. Marley. Love. And it was really neat to 
just turn and say, okay, so the social justice standard of I can stand up for myself and others if I need it. And it was just so powerful. One, you could hear a pin drop in the room as the yeah. song is being played by, and they, I had them count too. I said, okay, count how many different countries, how many you know, are represented in this video. And there were about 15 uh, countries that were represented and, and some different languages as well that were spoken and different instruments that they saw. And, and just that whole feeling of standing up by singing a song. I mean, these are moments that I keep saying to myself, like, things I'm thankful for during COVID time. The, the fact that enough time to show them something like that, where they're able to just stop and their mouths drop open. And they're like, yeah. whoa, that's yeah. what it looks like when you connect with your instrument, when it's an extension of your body. Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's interesting. I'm wondering how it's going to impact their singing when we end up being able to sing as a group. So if we're thinking practically in the classroom, it makes me think of the song, Here Comes a Bluebird. So we have, here comes a bluebird in through my window. Hey, diddle down my day, day, day. Grab a little partner, hop in the garden. Hey, diddle down my day, day, day. I have the children not this year, but I have the children (laughs) hold hands uh, in a circle. And then we have a bird, right? That flies in and out of the windows. So as we've, you know, and and this is over the last couple of years of of thinking about, okay, how, how can we start to incorporate thoughts about social emotional learning? And one way was really looking at the musical elements and saying, okay, so instead of saying, all right, this time, let's sing softly, I started saying things like, how would we sing this song if the bird went back to his nest and saw that the eggs in the nest had finally hatched? Uh... And then they sing the song as the bird goes through there. And then afterwards saying, was that piano or forte? What did you hear? And then so really having that experience first. And I think that's also another way also to look at music making itself in that inquiry piece of what's the story. And then after that, let's break it down and see what the parts of it are. And what a good performance thing to think about. Like I often will say, you might not believe the words of this song, but your Mm -hmm. job is to communicate what that message is to your audience. Mm-hmm. No matter whether, you know, whatever, you need to get that picture in your mind. And I love this because sometimes we'll, I'll say to kids, like, let's, let's paint a story of this. We think Cat is Gone, you know, that it's really ridiculous song, but it's ding dong, dig a dig a dong, mm-hmm. dig a dig a dong, the cat is gone. Okay, it means absolutely nothing. But if I say to them, what do you think this song is about? What's the story you would tell? Because it definitely does not tell you a whole story, right? I mean, it's like dig a dig a dong. Like, what does that mean? And they will come up with the most fascinating things, right? And then you think you add that part. Okay, let's perform it. Like, that's the message you're trying to send. Yeah. And you're right. Because what are, what are you doing right there? You're constructing their, you're helping them to bridge that gap. They're just building their knowledge on something they already have. And that is being culturally 
competent. That is being culturally responsive. That's it. It's it's that social construction with the group that's here, that's performing together, that wants to communicate something. First, we need to be able to figure out and so and together construct what is our message. Exactly. What is it that we want to say? And then we can talk about, okay, well, how do we do that? That's something that I found with using the mood meter from the ruler uh, program out out of Yale. The conversations that come up with some of these songs. So today um, we were in uh, China. We were uh, and we were listening to Jasmine Flower, and uh, you know a lot of we're moving our bodies to it, and it's it's I do a um, same and different. Okay. We call it so. I'll lead the movement, and then there's one movement that I do that means you choose something different. And the only thing is just, it needs to still have the same energy as the song and, you know, and feelings and, and also matching the beat. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, as, as they're reacting, you know, as, as they're responding to the music, I'm in that way. And again, and I start as, you know, same. So I say same and I might be patting my head or patting my lap or, you know, doing something that's a little bit more legato with, with my body. Um, and they're, uh, copying me, they're being my mirror and then letting them switch over. There's even that moment of being able to see, Oh, look at that movement. That's not something that I was thinking with this piece of music, but yeah, it does work. And then talking about it afterwards, connecting our words to how our bodies were feeling in that moment and being able to identify it and then go one step further where in the conversations there was a there was an argument today as to whether or not it was low energy and pleasant feelings or low energy and unpleasant feelings and we had to dig a little bit deeper into the text into the pictures that were represented in the the video that that were we using from it to really investigate and find more information that you know, it, it's, there's the composer's intent right. and there's also the listener's perception. And what a great way to really practice communicating to both seek information and right. give information. Yep. Right. And to ask those questions that are appropriate to ask, like at the time, you know, like when you first meet somebody and I always tell them this is it's first you first meet somebody, there's a certain level of questions that you're going to ask that person. Right. Mm-hmm. But then once you get to know them better, we were looking at a picture of Johann Strauss the second today because we were doing pizzicato folk I said because I showed this picture and he had a very large mustache and his hair was like totally thick and awesome and one of the one of the girls said i want to know where he gets his do done because it's really good and i was like well make me up first we're not gonna quite ask about his hair you know let's think about different in different cultures asking about yeah. someone's hair yeah might not be something that you're gonna like let's let's be thoughtful about this what do we already know about people's identity what parts of our identity are we willing to share about and what parts aren't we, right? So 
let's think about that. Like we don't have Johan, you know, Johan right here right now, but if we did, if he could come and be in our classroom, what might you ask? And they were so like, so interesting. Why did you write this piece of music? Um, how long did it take you? Um, did, uh, did you have any, you know, event in your life that, that shaped how you write music? I mean, like their thinking was super deep. And I love that too, that you're talking about the questions piece, because, you know, I think that that's where that, the inquiry process comes in. And when you're talking about needing to move from um, identifying, you know, identity and diversity, um, and then moving on to those next steps, or even like that higher order thinking of social justice, of the um, justice, and then the action that we talk so much in education about having an authentic audience and a purpose. Yeah. And I think a lot, you know, when, when we can approach um, our students with questions, looking at social justice standards, and asking them, turning them around and making them into a question. I know that a lot of kids think that adults um, have all the answers. You know, they think, oh, because we're older, whatever. Even a kid said that to me the other day. I know adults have all the answers, you know, but, and he kind of added on and I said, hang on a second. Have I ever told you that I thought I had all the answers? And he was like, well, no, well, you, you know, are you an adult? And I said, yes, I'm an adult. I said, and I know that I don't have all the answers. In fact, sometimes you all see things in a totally different way than I ever would have thought you would have seen them. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about music. So when people talk about like the connection between everything that we're doing right now social justice, our social emotional learning standards. And then you think about the 21st century learning skills that yeah. are involved all the time during music, but I Absolutely. think are like super highlighted right now, like the critical thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So these are real life things. If you first met somebody, how would you get to know them? Well, that's like a life skill. Like everybody should know how to make a friend, right? Yeah. And, and this makes it a little bit easier because, of course, it's somebody that, um, you know, isn't living and they're not in the room with us. But we also use that same sort of thinking with new styles of music. Like when you said that you were going to that you were listening to music from China, the Lunar New Year is coming up on February 12th. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started listening through some of my examples and I was like, oh, I need to get them ready to listen to different styles of singing. Uh -huh. because the singing is, it's just different than what their ear is used to. I want them to treat that performance as if that person was sitting right in our room right now. Uh -huh. Right. So you're not going to laugh your head off at somebody who is in the room right now. What could you ask that person? What could you share with them? You know, all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just find is, it seems like, I know to you it is as well. It's just so second nature. It's just what we do, right? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't like this piece of music. It doesn't matter if you don't like that style or whatever, but you're learning that you can ask questions about it and you can seek to understand things that might at first seem 
kind of odd to you. So you kind of have this choice. Is it, do I consider it just to be like odd and leave it at that? Or could I ask questions to learn more about that person, more about their customs, more about their music? And maybe we have something in common. Maybe we have a passion about something that's the same. I was actually on Facebook the other day and I've been really trying not to be. (laughs) And I read something someone had written uh, and I was just like, yep, that's it right there. And the person said, every time I present, every time I have a class, every time, of course, it's going to be about social justice, of course. So I feel like these multiple lenses that we keep putting on, the more that you get used to doing that, the more that it becomes a practice, it just is who you are. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope that you will tune in next time as we explore diversity and weaving in authentic musical experiences that honor multiple identities. We'll be exploring this through an interview with Carla McLean. We hope to see you then.